up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I'm your host, virtual marketing coach and fellow creative soul, Miranda Rodriguez. In this podcast, you'll get expert marketing guidance that you can implement on your own, and you'll learn how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. It's Miranda Rodriguez from Marketing for the Uninhibited, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Thanks so much for being here. I am so glad you're here, and I hope you're having a good day. And if you're not already, hopefully this puts you in a better mood, or at least makes you feel a little more productive, which usually, you know, puts me in a better mood when I'm like, okay, I can check that box. Task complete. So... If you haven't already, I'm going to invite you to go back and check out the past three episodes. So I've recorded an episode on mission statements, on vision statements and your future. And the most recent one was brand pillars. So three to four characteristics that describe your brand. So I would recommend going back to do those um, exercises and listen to those episodes so that when you come to today's episode, which is about target audience, you are fully prepared to dive into this topic. This is a meaty topic. This is a topic that can be confusing for a lot of people. And it also is really challenging because people have a lot of FOMO when it comes to discussing your target audience. You don't want to miss out on working with any customers. And I understand that, but I do think that that fear of missing out um, is driven by a lot of times a scarcity mindset, the need to, the want, I guess, to make more money and so not wanting to say no to potential opportunities. But what we're going to do today is actually going to help you create more money in the long run because you're going to spend time and energy focusing on the right people and the people that want to interact with you and your business. Um, And that's going to mean more yeses and more trust and more consistency. And so that's why this exercise is so important. Even in the beginning, I know there are people out there who preach about not, um, not just preach, but who discuss and have reasons why you shouldn't define your target audience or your niche so soon in your business. And you know, finding, carving out a niche takes time. I do believe that, but I do think you can at least find and define one ideal client from the very beginning, whether you paint houses or you, um, you know, produce music videos or you sell candles or you have a service-based business that you provide like coaching or, um, what else is, you know, accounting, anything like that. I do think that each one of us in our minds, when we set out in business, we, we have an image of a person that we want to serve. Like whether you're conscious of it or not, you don't set out in business for yourself. And maybe you do, maybe you, and it, like on the surface, you're like, oh, I want to, I just don't want to work for anyone else. I want to go into business for myself. But then you have to think about why. So that's where um, having done the mission statement exercises will be critical in today's practice. And then thinking about the future of yourself and your business, which was in the vision statements um, episode will also be critical because 
we're really going to dig into who are we serving? Who did you set out to help or to change or to deliver value to in some way, shape, or form? Um, Initially, something that's taken me time to figure out in my business is that I my services are best for entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and very, very, very small teams of people. They are not great for larger teams of people. Um, you know, I've done some work with nonprofits and I like, you know, client work with nonprofits, not just volunteering. And I've learned that it's hard, it's hard to coach a team of people. And so um, I've had to really separate and draw some boundaries within my business and who I, you know, accept as paid clients and who I will volunteer with in a marketing capacity. And so um, that's what this exercise is going to help you do. It's going to help you think through, because I'm sure without a doubt, you have some clients right now that are just a royal pain in your ass, or you have worked with some before that you were like, you know what, that just wasn't a fit. That just did not fit what they wanted and what they expected and what I delivered upon were not the same thing. And that's this exercise will help you figure out why. So the target audience, um, the first thing we're going to do is we are just bear with me. So we're diving into the activity part now. Again, if you need to pause and you need to go get a journal or something to write with, get a drink, check your phone, and then put it on silent. Um, we're we're going to dive into this today. And this is a more of a mindset activity. A lot of the work that we do here is mindset-based, um, but this is a, a real nitty-gritty one. So do what you got to do. Come back to this. All right. You ready? Let's do it. So sit down or lay down wherever you are. Um, and close your eyes. So I don't, if you're driving right now, you can't fully do this exercise, but if you can close your eyes and imagine you are at a networking event, first of all, can you imagine what a networking event is like? I know it's right now you're listening in real time. Um, you know, we're in the middle of COVID, so there's not a whole lot of in-person networking events happening, but just close your eyes and imagine whether it's virtual or in person that you're at a networking event and that you've just introduced yourself to someone and you're chatting away with them about, they've asked you, you know, oh, what do you do? And you're chatting away, explaining what you do and their eyes light up when you tell them and you're explaining what you do. They're like, oh my gosh, I've been waiting for someone like you, or I've been looking for someone like you. I had someone the other day tell me, this was a random person that found my website. Um, She said, I believe in the divine timing of the universe, and it wasn't an accident for us to meet. Like I believe our interaction was meant to be. And so that's like, when you think about that, Who is saying that to you? What do they look like? What is their name? What is their career? What do they do for a living? 
let's get into the details. Like, are they married? How old are they? Do they have kids? What are their hobbies? Just let your brain really fully envision this person. The majority of the clients that I work with are women. Everyone I work with has children. Um, Most of them are married or divorced, so they were married at some point. And, you know, think about like the emotional characteristics. So everyone I work with is doing personal work in some way, shape or form, whether that is um, they have a very strong like physical practice, like intense working out or commitment to like jujitsu or something like that. Um, I work with a lot of committed and dedicated individuals. So that shows up in other ways in their life. And in order to, in order for my services to best benefit you, you have to be committed to them and you have to be committed to yourself and to showing up for your business on a regular basis. Um, otherwise our marketing action plans that we do monthly don't work because you have to do the work. So, um, that commitment shows up. I have clients who have (laughs) in their fifties and sixties taken up violin lessons. I have clients who are seeing a life coach. A lot of them are, are either seeing a life coach or a therapist, or, um, like I said, they have a deep physical practice. A lot of them have a very, very strong spiritual practice in some way, shape or form. A lot of them practice meditating and journaling. Um, So really think about, again, your ideal client. So that person that popped in your head when I said, you know, you told them what you do and and their eyes lit up. Who is that person? And it's less about, way, way, way less about any sort of physical traits, right? That's just to get an image going in your mind. What's most important here are the emotional characteristics like the the personality behind the face um because that personality those characteristics are similar like though that's something you can find in other people you can find commitment you can find drive you can find joy um maybe if you have a service-based business i was just reading something about a marriage coach and you know, I would assume that she works with people that are unhappy in their marriage for whatever reason. And so they could have a shared set of characteristics. So really think about, and you can close your eyes again. You know, when I close my eyes and I imagine my ideal client, there is a person that pops into my brain and that person embodies all of the characteristics that I was just talking about. Now, do all of my clients look alike? No. Do they have a lot of similar characteristics in common? Yes, tons, tons, all of the ones I just went over. Um, So do that and then write down those characteristics, write down, tell me about that person and really get into the details. I want to know their age. I want to know their, um, I want to know about them as if I was in front of them and meeting them for the first time. And then what you want to do 
to shift gears a little bit, and maybe if you're having trouble visualizing an ideal client or getting the details, it might be easier to approach it this way. But shift gears a little bit and go and think about who you're not working with. So who is a definite no? I can tell you right now, large teams, teams of people are a no for me because it is what the work I do, the marketing work I do is mindset based and marketing coaching is personal. And we approach it from a personal standpoint of doing, of working through and growing so that you can grow your business. And (laughs) that's just hard to do with a team because in those cases, there is a dedicated leader and that leader is in charge, right? So when you bring on, um, Like when you bring on a consultant, they play a role in the business. When you hire a marketing coach, this is where I started differentiating between consulting and coaching. Um, The coach like guides you through activities and changes and helps you figure out your problems, right? Like I don't give people answers. I work with them to help them figure out their own best decisions and solutions so that they can market their business their way. And that looks different for everyone. Um, a lot of times teams or larger companies kind of want to, um, like a cookie cutter approach to marketing. So think about that. Who are you not working with? And then, you know, we talked about this already, but like, who is your favorite customer and why are they favorite your favorite customer. And if you have one, you have a favorite customer that doesn't quite align with your ideal customer, then, you know, go ahead and walk through that scenario. How would you take your favorite customer based on personality or how you guys get along? And what would you change about them to make them your ideal customer? Just think through that. Um, And now... Then the next exercise or the next step of this is to go online and like, well, you can find a photo if you want. Um, I usually have people find a photo of their ideal customer just to get them kind of in the mindset of this activity. And then what I want you to do is name that customer. So... Pick out a name. I want to say one of my clients did this exercise, and she. I always love hearing the names people come up with, but one of them was Amelia. And Amelia, you know, had all of these characteristics. And so just go through. And so when you name, the point of naming this customer in your head is so that when you post on Instagram, you're talking to Amelia. When you write a blog post, you're talking to Amelia. When you record a podcast, you're talking to Amelia. It makes it personal and it reminds you why you started your business to begin with. Because if you're just out there posting for anybody that will listen, but you're not actually speaking to someone, you're not engaging with someone, it's not going to feel personal. And we have all read messages that you like get goosebumps. And you're like, oh my gosh, how did they know that 
how do they know that about me? How do they know I felt that way? Because they're so tapped in and they're so empathetic with their target audience that it seems like they're reading your mind. That's what's happening. That's what you want your clients to think. Like I had someone reach out once and they said, oh my gosh, I just felt like your website was speaking to me directly. Like, yeah, that's me. I need your help. And that's the kind of reaction you need. And that kind of reaction takes time and it takes practice, but it also takes getting very, very specific about who you're speaking to. And this is not to say that you can't work with or accept clients that are not in your quote unquote ideal audience. Certainly like at the end of the day, you're in control of your own business. You're in charge, but I'm just trying to get you into the habit of visualizing someone on the other side of your phone screen, your product, you know, your website, like who's interacting with this stuff? Who do you want to be interacting with this stuff? Who, what type of person trusts you and pays you and resonates with your personality? I mean, let's just talk about marketing for a second. Like how many people are out there in the marketing world that you could be listening to? So why did you choose my podcast? You know, what about my personality or my voice or the way I position information gets you to come back to this podcast? (laughs) Hopefully you're coming back. (laughs) Um, And really just get personal and, and think through all of this stuff. And that, that's the point of the exercise. So that's it. Number one, close your eyes and imagine you're at a networking event Describe the person you're talking to that is super excited to learn more about your services or your products and how you can work together. Get into detail here. And then another way to phrase it or to approach this activity is to ask yourself, who are you not working with? Who is a hell no? I think it's Tim Ferriss that says, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And I really like that approach. And I think that can apply to working with people. Have you ever been in a meeting and just been like, no, you know, there's something about them that's not really a fit, but I could use the money right now. Or, you know, the, the review would be nice or having one more client in my schedule would be nice. You don't have to say yes to everyone. If, if on like basic principle, they're not a good fit you and them are not aligned for whatever reason within your business. Um, And then who is your favorite customer and why? What makes them your favorite customer? I can tell you my client, I love all of them. They show up to their meetings. They have completed their marketing action plans. And if they haven't completed their plans, they have notes or reasons why or questions about where they struggled They are willing to do the work that it takes, you know, to, they're willing to put forth the effort that it takes to grow your business. And this is hard work. What you're doing as an entrepreneur is hard and most people don't get out of the idea phase. So if you, if you're in the idea phase, congratulations, you're here and I'll do the work. If you're out of the idea phase and you're actually, you have a business and you're making some sort of money in that business. Congratulations. That's awesome. Like you've made it this far. Now let's keep going. That's the point of this. Let's get more specific. And I feel like the more you grow in your business and the longer you have a business, the more 
specific and kind of lean that business will be because in the beginning, you're not sure what's working. So you should be testing different things, services and prices and working with different people. But you get to a point where you're like, oh, yeah, like these are my people. These are, you know, for me, it's the ones that are driven and committed and willing to do the work in that that shows up outside of their business and outside of their marketing because they have physical practices and spiritual practices and hobbies and relationships that are consistent with those characteristics. Does that make sense? This literally has nothing to do with the way people look and all to do with the characteristics. For the purpose of this exercise, I do have you describe some physical traits so that you can visualize an actual person next time you're typing on Instagram or on your blog or whatever the case is. But this isn't about looks. This is about personality, defining characteristics, and what sets your audience apart from your competitor's audience. I don't really like the word competitor so much in business, especially in the same industry, but it is relevant because you know, all of our clients have options and there's a reason they've chosen you and that they've chosen to pay you. And so really trying to understand them so you can understand your business is the point. I think I've said is the point so many times, but all right, guys, that's it for this week. Target audience work. If you just tuned in, make sure you go back and you complete the exercises in the past few. We have mission, vision, brand pillars, and now this one is target audience. I'll be coming back to you with a few more so that we can complete our one-page marketing plan together. In the meantime, if you have questions, you want to brainstorm, you want to go over the work you're doing, feel free to reach out to me at marketinguninhibited.com. You can schedule a free coffee chat there at any time or reach out on social media at marketinguninhibited. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.